Hey guys, Kyler back with Kyler Burrell's Unedited Podcast, episode number 20. Sorry for the delay, had to get the mic fixed, stuff like that, but we'll be back. We're going Friday, every Tuesday, Friday, from here on out, that'll be, that's the schedule we set it. Going to be going on YouTube here soon, we'll get the, we're getting that set up right now, and then uh, we'll get those links out and stuff like that, but yeah, we're going to be posting on like this, on Anchor, and you know Spotify and Apple, and we're also going to be going on YouTube as well though. But today we've got a, got a large list here. We're going to go NFL, combat sports, NBA. Then we're going to be doing – I'm going to be doing some in-depth off-season moves for these four NFL teams. Each of the next like three or four podcasts, I'm going to choose four teams, go through what they could do. Do they have enough money to do anything or what should they do in the draft? Uh, today we got the Chiefs, the Packers, the Cardinals, and the Baltimore Ravens are the teams that we are looking at today. Then we're going to get into my full 2021 NBA mock draft. Um, just going off what the rankings are, the standings are right now. Then we're going to go my top 15 QBs going into next season. WrestleMania 37, Dream Card, what I would do for the top five matches. We're going to talk about the Bellator Light Heavyweight Grand Prix, and I'm going to give you my predictions as well. Then we're going to get into my NFL. We did the 1.0 and the 1.5. Now we got the 2.0. I had to re-edit it last night or yesterday after the Carson Wentz thing went down, and then after I heard some rumors about what they're going to do at 6, I had to redo my mock draft. But here we go. Carson Wentz traded to the to the Indianapolis Colts for a second and third round draft pick. Um, I thought honestly, so when it comes down to Carson Wentz, and when he had that one really good year when he went eleven and two with Frank Wright, by the way, before he got hurt. Uh, everyone said that he was a top five QB in the NFL. Everyone said top five, top seven. I said that chill. Top 20. He had a very good year. But then, you know, he's had a couple down years in a row and stuff, and injuries have hit him hard. Now people say he's a bottom five or bottom seven quarterback, and I said, I'm going to fight back against that. I think that's too low. Again, we did my quarterback rankings. I did my top 15, and then I did three guys that just missed out, and I had Carson Wentz. I went through. I had Carson Wentz at 19. I had him as the 19th best quarterback in the NFL. So again, I do not think he's elite, but I don't think he's absolute, you know, dog water. So I think it's going to work out. I think it was a great trade for Carson Wentz. Uh, Obviously, the Eagles wanted no part of him. They now take on the largest dead cap money in NFL history. They will eat $33.8 million. Colts will pay Wentz $98 million over the next four years. Um... So twenty four and a half million a year, basically. Um, I love the trade. I think it's going to work out. I think the Colts are going to be very good next year. Um, I actually, I actually think they're going to build around him. They're going to get a receiver. Um, they're going to keep building up that O line and defense. I think they're going to be, I think they're going to win their division next year. I think they'll beat out the Titans, the Texans, and the Jags. I think Carson Wentz is going to bounce back year, and they're going to win their division. I really do. I really do think that. I think uh, him and Frank Wright work very well together, and I think it's going to – I think he's going to – everyone's saying, well, yeah, but, you know, I mean, he just takes too many sacks. Well, sometimes you can call it holding onto the ball. Sometimes you have to call it your O-line shit, and the Eagles O-line was shit last year. The Colts O-line is not. The Colts O-line is very good, okay? So uh, he won't be getting hit as much, in my opinion. Definitely not. Does he hold onto the ball and try to make the big play too much? Yes, and that's something he definitely has to work on. But he was 11 and 2 with Frank Wright. Last time he was with Frank Wright, he was 11 and 2. So I'm going to go off that and I'm going to think I think that Frank Wright can fix him. 
No, he's never going to be a top 10 quarterback, and that, that's never what he was. I told everyone he was right inside the top 10, maybe right, right around the 15 area. He's never going to be a top 10 quarterback. He does have some arm talent, though. He does have some tremendous arm talent. So he can make some incredible plays. I just don't think he is a top 10 quarterback. But with that O-line, that defense, you can get some weapons around him. They can make a run in the Super Bowl, 100%. This basically kills the Andrew Luck rumors to come back, unless they're trading Andrew Luck. Uh, Eagles intend on bringing in another QB to compete with Hurts. Will they draft one? This is the rumor I saw last night. We'll get into my mock draft at the end, and we'll see if I have them drafting one. From what I'm hearing, most likely if a guy is there, they have two QBs in mind that they really like. If he is there, they will take him. We'll see if one of them is there. Orlando Brown wants out of Baltimore. Ravens want massive haul to move him. Well, for sure, I would demand a first or two first-round draft picks for him. He's one of the best tackles in football. So, yeah, if uh, he wants to play left tackle, I didn't know that was such a big deal. Good night. I mean, what a crybaby. Uh, but, yeah, I would want two first-round draft picks for him for sure. Jets eyeing Juju or Will Fuller in free agency. I mean, you got to offer him a lot of money, and they probably will. I could see them nabbing one of them for sure. Vegas is also interested in signing Juju. I like that fit for Juju more. Uh, Raiders will cut uh, wide receiver Tyler Williams. That'll free up $11.5 million in cap. That'll give them the money to go get a guy like Juju. Teams are calling Seahawks to ask about Russ, but Seahawks say he is not moving anywhere. Brady and Odell would like to play together. They have talked. They have mutual interest on playing in the same team. Don't see how that works out unless Goblin walks. That'd be the only reason you could trade for him because I don't think Odell's going to demand that much trade value. If Goblin walks, I guess you could bring in Odell. Mahomes will have surgery on toe. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a given. Uh, they'll be back. Chiefs will be back. Mahomes will be fine. The surgery, you know, it's not even going to be that long. He'll be ready for camp. Uh, Chiefs will be fine, though. Just go fix up linebacker issues. O-line's going to be back next year. Bucks do plan on offering Goblin a long-term deal. Also want Fournette back. Where does that leave Shaq Barrett? Well, here's the thing, everybody. Okay? I want all you fucking Tom Brady and Buccaneers fans to wake up. Okay? This isn't Madden 21 where you can turn the salary cap off. Okay? And just sign whoever you please. There is a cap. There is a salary cap. You will not bring back Chris Goblin and Shaq Barrett. I am sorry to tell you. I'm sorry to burst your little Super Bowl bubble and get real with you guys. Again, it's not Madden 21. You will not be able to bring back Chris Goblin and Shaq Barrett and Leonard Fournette and Rob Gronkowski. All four of those, you cannot bring all of them back. Unless Mike Evans and Tom Brady cut their entire entire salary in half. Then maybe you can. You got to choose Shaq Barrett or Chris Goblin. I would choose Shaq Barrett because, like you said, you could go trade for Odell or you could go get a different receiver and you still have, you could get Antonio Brown back on the lower deal than you would Goblin. But I believe to keep Brady happy, they're going to sign Goblin and Barrett's going to walk. That's my guess. Like they'll sign Goblin, Fournette, Gronk because it helps Brady in the offense, even though the reason they won the Super Bowl was because of the defense. Shaq Barrett will go somewhere else and get paid a lot of money. That's probably what will happen. I'm is is Bruce Arians awake from his fucking hangover yet and his and his drinking? Is he up yet and in it? Realizing that he told everyone we're bringing back everybody, but we can't. The Bucks don't have a different salary cap than the rest of the NFL, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry to tell you. Tom Brady gonna cut that twenty five million down to five million? 
Come on. Uh, Darnold has multiple suitors. Uh, 49ers, Skins, Panthers. Um, I don't think he's moved. Bears also. I mean, I mean, I do think he's moving. Yeah, I don't think Sam Donald's gonna be back. Uh, they like they like Zach Wilson a lot. They want Zach Wilson as their quarterback. Saints playing on Jameis being the starter. I would agree one hundred percent. If Texans move off Watson, Jets are a team they would like to trade to, trade him to because of their draft assets. He has a no-trade clause, though, and I'm hearing the Jets aren't one of the four main teams on his list. Uh, and then we'll get into Watson. Apparently does not have Jets on list. 49ers, Broncos, Raiders, Dolphins are in his top four. The reason why he says the Jets aren't on his list because he realizes when he gets traded to New York how much cap he's, he takes up. It's going to be hard for the Jets to get free agents. The Niners, Broncos, Raiders, and Dolphins, I feel already, the Raiders probably have the worst roster of the two, of the four. But he realized, like, 49ers, Broncos, Dolphins, they have, they have teams that are set and ready to go. They just need a quarterback. Alex Smith plans to play next season. Who knows where? I don't think the Redskins are getting a quarterback in this first round unless they move up. Uh, unless they take Trask in, like, round two or they take a gamble on Trask in round one. Who knows? I'm not hearing anything of that, though. Uh, Texans obviously cut J.J. Watt. Bills, Packers, Titans, Browns are the front runners right now. He's very intrigued by Green Bay. He loves Aaron Rodgers, and he would love to play alongside uh, Miles Garrett. Uh, combat sports. Usman, TKO's Burns in the third. Calls for Masvidal rematch, which is so weird to me. Usually you don't hear the guy that won call for the rematch, you know. Um, that was interesting to me. Uh, that looks that looks like it's going to happen. Alexa Grosso gets big win over Macy Barber. She looked phenomenal. Grappling looked better. Striking looked good. Gaslam ends three fight skid with unanimous decision win over Ian Heinrich. Gaslam looked good as well. Dana says Connor is obsessed with trilogy. He says it's kind of similar to the Nate rematch. Trilogy will go down this summer. Yeah, uh, Connor Poirier's done deal. Uh, they're just figuring out the numbers now and when what for sure date they want it. I'm hearing May. May's going to be the date. April. Probably not. I'm here. They're wanting Nate to come back on a pay-per-view in April, and then they do Connor Poirier in May. Shemaev out again versus Edwards. They did find a replacement, Bilal Muhammad, who just fought on UFC 253 and got a nice win. He's going to step in and fight Edwards. Edwards should absolutely slaughter him, though. Uh, Canelo wants, four, uh, wants to fight four times this year. He already has matchups set for February and early May. Late August, early September, and then December seem likely for the other two dates. If he can stay, he obviously he's saying, if I come out healthy, I will be able to do four fights. Uh, Fury says Connor lost due to inactivity. Says he will definitely come back better than ever. He also he said he had talked. He's been talking to Connor and said Connor's ruined to go again. Andy Ruiz is at Team Canelo full time now. We'll have full fight date soon. Can't wait to see Andy back. Hopefully he's coming back in shape. If he's with Team Canelo, they're not they're not going to let him be. Let him do whatever he wants. He's going to have to come in there and, uh, you know, do the damn thing. Uh, top three options for Nate Diaz. I have to do, I'm doing realistic options here. All fights at 170. I put Tony Ferguson one. I think it's a fun fight. Both guys coming off. Tony's coming off two losses. Nate's coming off the loss to Jorge. Um, I think it's a very fun fight that people have wanted to see for a while. So I would do Nate Tony next, number one. Number two, Edwards now has Bilal Muhammad. Uh, I think they're going to go towards Burns versus either Wonderboy or Chiesa. 
Colby Covington, Nate Diaz would be another one. You know, I would love that fight. Another one, it says this one is the least chance of happening, and I don't see it happening at all. Justin Gaethje, Nate Diaz. But Gaethje could be fighting Chandler next if Oliveira keeps turning down fights. So I think realistically, Ferguson and Covington are the two options, and they would be both great fights. If I'm Covington, I'm jumping all over that Nate Diaz fight. He kills Nate Diaz. What's next? Obviously, for we'll do the three fighters, three of the main fighters on this last card, and then we'll get into four fights to make at welterweight. Uh, Kelvin Gassman put number one, Jared Cannonier, or number two, a rematch with Jack Hermanson. Kelvin finally got back to his wrestling base in this fight. I think he can now... That he he told he even said that I you know hadn't been training wrestling as hard over the past few years I got back into it I think he can beat Jack Hermanson now Jared Cannonier would be a banger of a fight as well Macy Barber one Jessica I or two a rematch with Roxanne Modafari either one Alexa Grasso I chose Cynthia Calvillo or Joanne Calderwood would be great fights either way four fights to make at welterweight so obviously they're going to do Kamar Usman Jorge Masvidal for the title for some odd reason so now that you have Leon Edwards fighting below Muhammad. I would do Colby Covington, Nate Diaz. You got Edwards versus Muhammad. Then you do Gilbert Burns versus Wonderboy. And Damian Maya is looking for a retirement fight. Michael Chiesa. I know Chiesa wants to crack inside the top five. Give him one more fight against Maya. Let this other stuff settle. You could also, if wait, uh, Chiesa could wait it out and fight the winner of Leon Edwards. If Leon Edwards beats below Muhammad, you do Chiesa versus Edwards, right? Um, because that, that fight's on March 13th, so you know we're only a few weeks away. He could just wait. He could just wait it out for sure. Uh, UFC Fight Night 185 this Saturday on ESPN+. Plus. Blades versus Lewis predictions. Andre Arlovsky versus Tom Aspinall first. I'm going Aspinall via first-round TKO. Phil Hall, or Phil Hawes versus Nasruddin Imavov. Imavov. Hawes first-round KO. Alexio Olenek, Chris Dawkins. I'm going Dawkins first-round TKO. Caitlin Vieira versus Yana Kuninskaya. Women's bantamweight bout. Vieira via decision. Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis. I really want Derek Lewis to win. I don't think so. I'm going Blades via third round submission. NBA. Are the Jazz a legit threat to the Lakers? I think they can pose some problems. Um, You know, they run smaller. I mean, it's just a seven-game series. I don't, I don't see the Jazz being able to beat the Lakers four times. I really don't. I mean, I think they could maybe get it to six or seven games. But I really just don't see them being able to beat them. They're a good team, though. They're a team that should scare the Clippers for sure. I really think they should scare the Clippers. Uh, Nets beat the Lakers. No Dennis, AD, or KD. Yeah, Lake, Nets beat the Lakers by 11. Uh, again, I'm just watching that game. You know, I'm not worried about the Nets. They're de- when AD and Schroeder are there, who are our second and third best player... The, we're not going to score under 100 points against that Nets team. AD is going to dominate that series. Dennis is going to score, get into the paint whenever he pleases. I don't see that being a. I don't. I you know. I don't think the Nets are a very tough matchup for the Lakers. I really don't. Um, full strength. I know they didn't have KD, but we didn't have AD either. So I mean, it's not you know, it's not act like the Lakers are at full strength last night and lost. We also missed Dennis Schroeder, our third best player. You know, yeah, and Timothy Luwalu Cabral's not going to go for, you know, fucking 20 or whatever he did either. Let's be real. Okay. Um, Celtic seeking uh, wing or big man uh, before the trade deadline. Possibly Andre Drummond. We'll see how that goes down. AD does have a calf strain and tendinosis in his Achilles. He'll be reevaluated in two to three weeks. I don't expect him to come back before the All-Star break, March 7th. Uh, I bet he's out. I bet he's out till after the All-Star break. I bet that's when he comes back. 
Um, have Nets found a way to coexist with Harden and point guard and Kyrie shooting guard? Absolutely. I think it works. Uh, and again, I'm not saying the Nets aren't going to be in the finals. I do favor them in the East. I'll favor them right over the Sixers. That's a tough series, though. The Sixers will be a tough one uh, because they can't stop Joel Embiid. So that'll be a tough series. It'll all be about Tobias Harris. Can he average 20-plus in that series to, You know, for the Sixers? Um, Melo proving he is by far the best rookie. Yeah, he is. What a, what an absolute mistake by the Wolves and Warriors. Just an absolute mistake. He is just, he's a transcendent superstar. He's going to be one of the best point guards in the NBA going forward. In five years, four or five years, I expect him to be the best point guard in the NBA. Um, what a mistake. Next, uh, Knicks open to trading young players to acquire a star such as Zach Levine, Bradley Beal. I don't see that happening, but... We'll see how that goes. Uh, Beal, Levine, Aaron Gordon likely to be traded in the offseason if traded, not at the deadline. Will Lowry or and Drummond be moved before the deadline? Not Lowry. Uh, Drummond, I think, will be moved, though. How likely is it that John Collins is moved before the deadline? Very likely. I give it about a 90% chance John Collins is moved. All-star starters named West, Curry, Luka, LeBron, who's the captain, Kawhi, Jokic. East, Kyrie, Beal, KD is the captain, Giannis, Embiid. Should Dame have started over Luka? You know, it's tough. Uh, probably. I think he probably should have started, yeah. Um, but it's not like a huge robbery <laughs> or anything. Let's be real. Should Kyrie be a starter with how much he set out? If they have to put a point guard in there, which I don't know if it's just two guards or if it's just a point guard, which I guess it's not because they didn't put a power forward in there in the West. So if it was another guard, I would not have started Kyrie. I would have started Jalen Brown or Zach Levine in his place. I would. I, I, that's what I would do at least. All right. In-depth offseason moves with these four teams. So we're starting with the Kansas City Chiefs. They do not have any cap space really. We'll see what moves they make. To make some cap room, they have uh, they have picks in round one, two, three, four, five, and seven. So I put their top three needs. One, inside linebacker. Two, wide receiver. I think they do need to add another receiver. I don't think Nicole Hardman's the answer. Sammy Watkins probably gone. So I do think they need another receiver. Uh, and then interior O-lineman. Okay, so I put like, I didn't put any free agents on theirs because I think it's just mainly draft. So inside linebacker, if they use that round one pick, 31 pick, the inside linebackers, that could potentially be there. Zayvon Collins and Nick Bolton. Zayvon Collins probably will go earlier than 31. Nick Bolton could be there, though. Um, I have a, I have a uh, about a mid, mid to late first round grade on Collins and a uh, late first, early second on Bolton, and then... You have Dylan Moses, who I have early second, mid-second grade on. You would have to probably take him in the first round if you wanted him back because I don't think you'd get him at the end. There is Chaz Surratt, who I have a mid-to-late grade on, uh, second-round grade on. One of the, I would say Bolton or Surratt are the likely ones to go after. I would honestly rather take Surratt at the end of round two than Bolton in round one. I'm going to be completely honest. Wide receiver. Uh, Rashad Bateman, who I have a mid to late first round grade on, he's probably going to go in the early 20s, I'm guessing. But then you have Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, you're also going to have uh, Rondell Moore there. I think they kind of, I would try to get a guy that's a little taller, though. Uh, Terrace Marshall, I think, runs at 6'2. Rashad Bateman, 6'1, 6'2. Get a little different 
vibe in there. You already have Hardman because you're obviously going to have to keep Hardman. Hill, you got your two fast guys. Go get a legit big guy. Uh, that's why I put Amon Ross St. Brown, who you'd have to take in round two. Seth Williams, round three. Or Teron Terry from Florida State, round three or four. Um, so those are some good receivers. I like Terrace Marshall a lot. If you could get him at the back out. I have a mid to late. I think he's going to go in the mid-20s, though. Um, but if he ends up being at 31, that's going to be very tough to pass on, in my opinion. Interior alignment. I wouldn't go with any of the – first off – there's only two interior O-linemen that are going to go in the first round, in my opinion. Uh, one's, I have one going at, I believe, 20 and one going at 27 or something like that. So you're probably not going to get one. But Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma, Trey Smith from Tennessee, Landon Dickerson from Alabama, round two. Uh, Dickerson and Smith more likely at your selection in round two than Creed Humphrey. I think he goes before. Landon Dickerson be good. Deontay Brown from Alabama in round three. Um, Trey Hill from Georgia in round three, or Drake Jackson from Kentucky in round four. All could be good good fits for you. But Chiefs, if they're going to want to make some moves in free agency, they're going to have to make some trades, you know, see if they can cut anybody to shed some salary. We'll see what happens, though. Uh, Green Bay Packers, another team with not much cap room. Uh, they got about negative $21 million. So, again, wide receiver is a need, offensive tackle, and then secondary. Uh, at receiver, in round one, where they're picking, possibly Rashad Bateman there. I don't think so. More likely, you got guys like Kadarius Toney, Rondell Moore, Terrace Marshall at 29. Uh, in round two, Elijah Moore and Tylen Wallace. I would go fast guy here. You got your possession guy and Devontae Adams, and I'm not saying he's slow, but you got your possession guy. Why not, uh, you know, get some get a speedster, in my opinion. So one of those guys would be good. Offensive tackle, where they're picking, uh, the two tackles in the first round that they could get, I think, would be Leatherwood from Alabama or Mayfield from Michigan. Both would be good options. I would like to see them more go receiver in round one this year and then spend the round two pick on a tackle where you could get uh, Jackson Carmen from Clemson or Walker Little from Stanford. You could also wait in round four. You got Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa, all from Northern Iowa. Ulrich Jackson from Iowa in round four as well. Um, secondary is their third, I would say. Uh, round one, it would be kind of a reach, but you would probably have to pick him at round one. If you you know if you wanted him, I think he, you'd be too late in round two. It would be Tyson Campbell, the corner from Georgia. Again, I think it'd be a reach. But if you really like him, you'd have to get him or trade up in round two. Um, round two corners, you got uh, Paulson Adebo from Stanford, Greg Newsom from Northwestern, and Elijah Molden from Washington. Round three, a guy I like a lot who I think should be – I have a higher grade on. Again, I do my mock drafts off what I'm hearing. I'm not doing the mock drafts off what I would do because I want to be more correct. So I'm trying to hear what's going on with teams. What are they looking to pick? And then I make my – that's when I make my, uh, you know, who I – where I pick these guys at. Rodarius Williams from Oklahoma State, he's round three on most people. I think he's a round two uh, cornerback. He's big, physical. I like him a lot. Then you got Israel Mukamoyu from South Carolina in round three if you wanted him as well. Now I can finally get into a couple teams with cap. The Arizona Cardinals got $18 million in cap space. They right now only have five, first, five picks, round one, two, three, five, and seven. 
So I have corner as their number one need, edge rusher second, tight end third. Okay, so at corner, I did three corners that I think good, I have that have good value that could work out for you. Uh, I like Mike Hilton the most out of the three. His market value is seven point eight million a year. You know he's twenty six. A good two or three year deal for uh, for Hilton would be nice. Another guy in there who had a good bounce back year in my opinion, Xavier Rhodes. Market value seven point three mil. He's going to only be going to be asking for a one year deal at his age. Good fit there. DJ Hayden, another one year guy at six million on the market. Um, where you're picking at, the Cardinals pick at 16 in the draft. You could get J.C. Horn, the corner from South Carolina. I only have three corners graded in the first round. Uh, in round two, where you're picking at 49, Asante Samuel Jr. and Sean Wade. And then in round three, also Rodarius Williams and Israel uh, Mukamoyu from South Carolina. Now, Ed Rusher, you'd have to spend a little more money here. But in my opinion, edge rusher would be massive for them. Uh, Vaughn Miller, 10.3 mil market value. Who knows if the Broncos are going to trade him or not. Uh, Shaq Barrett, who you would have to move to make some cap, but I looked at the roster. They can easily make room for only 1.3 or uh, 2 million more. Shaq Barrett, market value is 19.7 million. That'd be a great one to go get if you're the Cardinals. Uh, Matt Judon from the Ravens, $15.6 million market value. Love that one as well. Where you're picking out in round one, Aziz Olajari, Jalen Phillips, Joseph Asai, uh, possibly now Gregory Rousseau and Kawiti Pea. Um, let's take a look at what I have. I actually do. Gregory Rousseau and Kawiti Pea could be there as well in round one for them. Um, then if you if you wait until round two, Pat Jones, Joe Tyrone, uh, round three, uh, Hamilcar Rashad. And Rashad Weaver in round three. Tight ends. See what happens with Hunter Henry. His market value is $10.9 million. Um, They will probably need a tight end unless they draft one, which Pitts will be there in round one. Pat Fryermuth uh, Fy- in round two. Brevin Jordan round two or three. Nick Eubanks from Michigan round five. But then you also got Gerald Everett, market value of $7.3 million a year. And Jonu Smith, market value of $8 million a year. So uh, they have they actually have some moves that they can make, and I really like this team. Um, I like what the Cardinals can do. Now the Baltimore Ravens, last team we're doing today. They have uh, twenty six million in cap space. So I have edge rushers, their number one need, wide receiver, and interior alignment. So they do have some money they can spend um, in the draft. Uh, you can go round one where they're picking at around twenty seven, Jalen Phillips, Jason Owe, uh, Joseph Asai, round two, Joe Tyrone, Quincy Roche. So those are some of the edges they could look at. I let's see what I have them drafting. I have them drafting interior alignment, which I have as their third need. But in my opinion, the interior alignment is pretty good. They could draft if Rashad Bateman felt them at twenty seven for wide receiver. I think they take him. Uh, so their edge rushers on the market value. I had Shaq Barrett and Von Miller again. Obviously Barrett 19.7 mil value. Von Miller 10.3. Another guy, Jadavion Clowney, whose only market value is six million right now. So yeah, I like that move as well. For wide receiver, they could go big. Uh, again, uh Rashad Bateman, Kadarius Tony, Terrace Mitchell, Amon Ross St. Brown, Elijah Moore, five receivers I like to fit their t- their style of play. 
Wide receiver, Allen Robinson, market value, 20 mil a year. Uh, but he's a stud. And then you got Will Fuller, 16.9 mil. Kenny Galladay, 17 mil. Galladay would be my third option because of the injuries. I love Allen Robinson, though. If the Bravens could get Allen Robinson, that'd be huge. Interior O lineman. Uh, I don't, I, you know, obviously I have them taking Elijah Vera Tucker. That's a spoiler for you. The number, uh, number 27. They could go different. But, uh, yeah, I have them taking Vera Tucker. But let's just say, you know, you didn't. You also have Brandon Sheriff from Washington, 12.7 mil market value. Joe Thune from the Pats at a 15.3. And John Feliciano from the Bills at an 8.3. So, yeah, I really like those are the four in-depth teams. We're going to get into four more. I think we're doing Browns, probably the Bills, maybe the Jags and the Jets. We'll see what happens there. But now let's get into my NBA mock draft. All right, so with the first pick in my way too early 2021 NBA mock draft, the uh, Washington Wizards select Cade Cunningham. I'll give a little insight on why. Why? Because he's the best player available, and I don't think that they're going to end up having like Russ and Bradley Beal next year. But who knows? If even if they do, Cade Cunningham's the guy. You got to pick the best player available here at one. Uh, Kuminga's working his way there, though, and they do need a four. Okay, so number two, the Detroit Pistons select Jalen Green. Uh, obviously, the Ignite shooting guard. He's a phenomenal player. He's right there at for number one as well. At number three, the Cleveland Cavaliers select power forward Jonathan Kuminga from the Ignite team. Uh, that Kevin Love, JaVale McGee, Drummond, they're all not going to be there next year. So Kuminga is the right guy to go. Go pair Kuminga with Jared Allen for your future. At the fourth pick, oh, excuse me, the first pick was the Minnesota Timberwolves selecting Cade Cunningham. Well, you can play Cade at the two or D'Lo at the two. But the fourth pick, I have the Wizards taking Jalen Suggs, a guard. Again, Suggs is too good to pass up here. I think after Five, maybe six. I mean, I think really the top four is the lead of their own, in my opinion. You got to take Suggs. You can't let him fall. Wizards take Suggs. He can play the two. He can play the one. Um, good defender, very athletic. I like Jalen Suggs a lot. He could also move up in this draft. At number five, the Orlando Magic select Evan Mobley, center from USC. Reason why I think Vucevic will be gone this offseason. I don't think they keep him. I think they're going to finish very bad. And they're going to look to go into a rebuild. And you can add another draft pick for Vucevic easily. Uh, at six, the Oklahoma City Thunder select Jalen Johnson. Small forward from Duke. Obviously, he just opted out of the season. The Cameron Crazies can call him a quitter. I call him smart. They're not making the tournament. Again at number seven, the Oklahoma City Thunder select Sharif Cooper. Point guard from Auburn. Now you have your one, two, three set up for the future. Cooper at the one, Shea at the two, Jalen Johnson at the three. I love it. And at number eight, the Houston Rockets select Scotty Barnes, small forward from Florida State. Love this guy. 6'9", play defense, get to the cup, create his own shot. I love Scotty Barnes a lot. That's a great pick for the Rockets. At number nine, the New Orleans Pelicans select shooting guard Zaire Williams from Stanford. Obviously, you're trying to move off Lonzo Ball. Eric Bledsoe becomes your point guard. Zaire can step into the shooting guard with Ingram at the three, Zion at the four, and see what they do with Stephen Adams at the five. At 10, the Atlanta Hawks select James Booknight, shooting guard from UConn. And you're like, geez, the Hawks get another guard? Yes, when he's this good. 
Um, and really, who's their you know who are their top shooting guards besides you know you have? Are they running? I guess they have Hoiter, but I think Book Knight's a better player than Hoiter. Will be a better player than Hoiter. At number 11, the Sacramento Kings select Greg Brown, power forward from Texas. You know, you move Bagley to the center. You need a power forward. You have Barnes at the three, Halliburton at the two, Fox at the one. Go get Greg Brown. At 12, the Chicago Bulls select shooting guard from Arkansas, Moses Moody. Why a shooting guard? They have Levine. Another guy I think will be gone because he's not going to sign an extension pass next year. Next year, or when it comes next season, after next season, not this season after the next one, he can be a free agent. They will trade him. At 13, the New York Knicks select Jaden Springer, point guard from Tennessee. God, do they need a point guard. I mean, good night. You got Derrick Rose back, but let's be real. You need a point guard for the future. Springer is very nice. At 14, the Memphis Grizzlies select Keon Johnson, shooting guard from Tennessee. Another guy liked. Um, I think it would be a great selection for them. They need you know pair someone next to Jaw that can shoot the floor and is very athletic. At 15, the Charlotte Hornets select Josh Christopher, Again, pair a good defensive guy and athletic guy next to LaMelo Ball. I like that one as well. Uh, the Toronto Raptors select Corey Kispert, small forward from Gonzaga. Guy can shoot it. They need, they need some help scoring. Um, I like that. I, I think Kispert could fit very well in Toronto. Uh, the Knicks with another pick at 17. Obviously, they took a point guard. This time, they take shooting guard, BJ Boston, Brandon Boston. Um I like I like him a lot. He's he I you know he's he was not he hasn't played the greatest year. I thought he's got thought he's gonna have a much better year than he's had. Um, but I think he's gonna be a very good pro. You can play RJ at the three, no problem. And then you got him and Springer at the one two. There you go. Boston at eighteen selects a power forward Isaiah Jackson. They could have went center here. I didn't like any of the centers in this position though. Um, at eighteen and Isaiah Jackson could play small ball center. He's that athletic, so he could play center. One hundred percent. Yes, he's not big. He's six eleven, maybe two hundred pounds, two ten, but he's freakishly athletic. At nineteen, the Pacers take Franz Wagner, small forward from Michigan, six nine, can shoot it. I like this kid a lot. Uh, he would fit very well in Indiana. At twenty, the Denver Nuggets select Usman Guraba, a big power forward, six eight power forward from Spain. They need a four. They could have went Kai Jones. I watch Garaba's tape. I like him a lot. Good fit for the Nuggets. Oklahoma City gets their third pick. Obviously, they picked a point guard and a small forward. This time, they pick a power forward, Kai Jones from Texas. So you're filling in the rosters with all these young guys. Um, I love it. Uh, and then at 22, the Milwaukee Bucks select Deshaun Nix, point guard from the Ignite team. They need a point guard, in my opinion. Drew Holiday's not a true point. Uh, 23, the Spurs select Cam Thomas, the shooting guard from LSU. I love this guy. He can score it. Uh, be a great fit. You're going to lose the Rosen. Good fit there. Houston Rockets, who took a... Where are the Rockets? They took... They took small forward Scotty Barnes. Here they're taking shooting guard Terrence Shannon Jr. from Texas Tech. Another guy I like a lot. I think he's going to be a much better pro than he is a collegiate player. Um... Suns select James Robinson Earl, power forward from Villanova. Um, need a four. They drafted a four last year. I don't know how he's going to turn out. Maybe they'll end up taking a point guard here. Uh, you got Gerard Butler there so and David Johnson. They could take a point guard. Uh, 26, the Nets take Luca Garza, the big center from Iowa. Going to be possibly one of the – maybe add to like the seventh player all time to average 25 and 10. 
you know, I think people don't think he's going to be a very good pro. I think he can be um, with his size. I really do. Uh, Philadelphia takes Ayo Oye Dasuma, Illinois shooting guard. I don't know if I'm saying his first name right, but he is a stud. He is a guy that can end up climbing uh, with the combines, the draft combines and stuff like that. Um, he can end up climbing up into the lottery, in my opinion. Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers select Gerard, uh, Jared Butler, point guard from Baylor. Kid's a stud. They need a point guard. Uh, Lakers at 29 go uh, Dayron Sharp, the center from North Carolina. I like him a lot too. Lakers probably need to go center if they have this pick. And then Utah selects point guard David Johnson. You know, they're getting a little older at point guard, so wouldn't be a bad selection there. Okay, so let's get into my top 15 quarterbacks going into next year. All right, so just missed the cut was uh, in this order, uh, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. So 16, 17, 18. So we'll start at one. Number one, easy for me, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's still the best quarterback in the NFL, no doubt. You want to argue, argue this list with me? Uh, I'll leave the Twitter in the description. Leave the Instagram in the description. We can argue over this list. That's the most correct list in all of list. Uh, Tom Brady at two. I can't go against him. You know, I had him I had him outside the top seven usually. I can't go against him. He still got it. I still go on Brady. I'm going Brady over Rodgers. Rodgers at three, in my opinion. I'm going Brady though. I can't I can't go against him anymore. I gotta go Brady. Uh Wilson four. Uh Watson five. I'll and I'll give a little bit of, you know, I think where some people will have arguments. Um Allen six. Jackson seven, Lamar Jackson seven, Dak Prescott eight, Matthew Stafford nine, Kyler Murray ten, Justin Herbert eleven, Baker Mayfield twelve, Joe Burrow thirteen, fourteen Matt Ryan, fifteen Derek Carr. I'm sure some people are gonna have a problem with me having Burrow already over Tannehill, Cousins, and Goff. I saw enough. I saw enough. I think he's better than Ryan and Carr too. I'd take him over Ryan and Carr. And then some people are gonna say Herbert already at eleven. Yeah, Herbert is phenomenal. I think he's going to end up in the next three, four years, going to be top five quarterback in the NFL. Um, I think a lot of people probably have Josh Allen over Deshaun Watson. I like Deshaun Watson more. Uh, I really do. I, I think uh, I like his playmaking more. Um, I would go Watson. Uh, Stafford at nine. I don't think that's – people may say he's better than Dak. I'm not sure. We'll see. Um, he's got weapons around him now, so we're going to see how good he really is. He's got to live up to those expectations of being in L.A., so we'll see what happens. WrestleMania 37 Dream Card. I just did five. Obviously, there's like 15 matches at WrestleMania, but I did my five that I want to see. First, Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Edge. Edge won the Royal Rumble. Him versus Roman's the match to make. WWE title. Obviously, this one's kind of unrealistic, but it'd be kind of dope. McIntyre, CM Punk for the WWE Championship. CM Punk returning would be sick. Legend match, John Cena versus Goldberg. How would you not want to see that? That'd be incredible. Hell in a Cell Inferno match, Randy Orton versus The Fiend. And the Raw Women's Championship, Asuka versus Becky Lynch. WrestleMania, I believe, is in April. Can't wait. Now we're going to get into the Bellator Light Heavyweight Grand Prix. This is a big tournament. Uh, this is a deep tournament. I mean, you got Ryan Bader versus Leota Machida. Corey Anderson versus... Yago Shmirdov, who I looked up, he looks very good. I never heard of him until now, but he looks very good. Then you got the champ, Vladimir 
Uh, Vadim Nimkov, Vladimir, Vadim Nimkov versus Phil Davis 2. Nimkov won by split decision in 2018. And then you get the matchup we all wanted. Anthony Rumble Johnson, Yoel Romero in round one. So April 9th, uh, the quarterfinals begin. It'll start out Ryan Bader versus Leota Machida 2. Also a rematch. I think Bader won. Maybe Machida won. I can't remember. And then you get Corey Anderson versus Yaga Shmirdov. That's April 9th quarterfinals. On April 16th, the quarterfinals, the other side of the bracket. Vadim Nemkov um, versus Phil Davis 2. And Anthony Rumble Johnson versus Yoel Romero. So here we go. Quarterfinal predictions. I think Bader beats Machida. Um, I think Machida's done. I think he's over the hill for sure. And I think, B- I think Bader actually finishes Machida this time. I'm going to go second round TKO for Bader. Um, Corey Anderson versus Yaga Shmirdov. I'm going Corey Anderson via unanimous decision. I think his wrestling gets it done. Um, but yeah, I like Corey in that fight. Uh, Nimkov, Phil Davis. It'll be a five rounder. I'm going Nimkov via third round TKO on Phil Davis. Uh, Rumble Yoel, fireworks for sure. Um, I hope we don't get like Israel Yoel Romero where it's just a stalemate. I doubt it. I'm going Rumble via first round TKO to Rumble Johnson over Yoel Romero. Semi-final predictions. I'm going Ryan Bader beats Corey Anderson via first-round knockout. I think he would knock Anderson out with a big, big punch. Anderson chin isn't always there, so I'll go that. Uh, Rumble. I'm going Rumble via first-round knockout against Vadim Nimkov. Um, I really think Rumble's going to run rough shot through this tournament, and then I think he beats Ryan Bader via first-round knockout to become the Bellator Grand Prix Tournament winner, and the Bellator Light Heavyweight Champion. So now let's get into the last one. My favorite, the Mock Draft 2.0. So this was updated just this morning because of what I heard in Philly um, and what I heard about in New Orleans. So here we go. The first pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, quarterback from Clemson. Obviously not a very big surprise. At two, with the second pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the New York Jets will select Zach Wilson, quarterback from BYU. They love him. They love Wilson. They're going Wilson. They will go Wilson even if they can't trade Darnold before the draft, in my opinion. Uh, At three, the Miami Dolphins select Jamar Chase, wide receiver from LSU. This is a move-down spot. The Dolphins could potentially move down as well. At four, the Atlanta Falcons select Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. They love Fields. He's a Georgia boy. They would love to bring him in. At five, the Cincinnati Bengals select Panay Sewell, tackle from Oregon. They need a tackle to protect Burrow. Penn Sewell's the best in the draft. At six, the Philadelphia Eagles select Trey Lance, quarterback from North Dakota State. From what I read and heard, the Eagles love Justin Fields and Trey Lance. And if one of them is there, they would like to pick one of them. Well, Trey Lance is there in my mock draft, so here you go. Seven, the Detroit Lions select Devontae Smith, wide receiver from Alabama. Eight, the Carolina Panthers select Mac Jones, quarterback from Alabama. Another thing I heard, the Panthers like Mac Jones more than they like Fields or Lance. And if all three were there, that they would probably choose Mac Jones over those other two. At nine, the uh, Denver Broncos select Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. This kid has some off-field issues, though. But he is a freak on the field. He may be the best player in this draft. We'll see. He does have some off-field problems, though. At 10, my Dallas Cowboys select Patrick Sertan, corner from Alabama. Need a corner. Sertan's phenomenal. 
At 11, the New York Giants select Jalen Waddle, wide receiver from Alabama. Some people say he's the best receiver in this class. At 12, the San Francisco 49ers select Caleb Farley, corner from Tech, Virginia Tech. Obviously, you're losing Richard Sherman. You need a corner. Farley's pretty damn good. At 13, the Chargers select Rashawn Slater, tackle from Northwestern. Got to protect Herbert. 14, the Minnesota Vikings select Christian Dereshaw, tackle from Virginia Tech. They got to protect Kirk Cousins. At 15, now, before I saw the Eagles news, I had the the uh, Patriots selecting um, Trey Lance at 15. Um, they will now not, I, and I don't think they take Trask either. So I'm going at 15, the New England Patriots select Kyle Pitts, who, in my opinion, may be the best receiver in this class over the three receivers. This kid is unbelievable. He's going to line up on the outside, he can line up on the inside, he can line up a tight end, he can line him up anywhere on the field, he's a problem. Pitts to New England. At 16, I got the Arizona Cardinals selecting Gregory Rousseau, edge rusher out of Miami. They need some help rushing the passer. Another team that needs help on the D-line, the Raiders. They select... All right, guys, sorry. Had a little malfunction there, but we'll get back. The Raiders, I have them selecting Quiddy Paya, the edge rusher out of Michigan. They need help on the D-line bad. Uh, at 18, this is a luxury pick because I think this guy could go a little higher too. Dolphins need a middle linebacker. They get Jeremiah owosu Kormoa from Notre Dame. At 19, a team that I think could have taken a quarterback if they all didn't go so early. Washington, they take J.C. Horn, the corner out of South Carolina. Bears, another team that could take quarterback that probably won't get to. They need help on the interior, and they need help all over the line, but let's go interior line here because I think he's the best. Wyatt Davis out of Ohio State. At 21, the Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, you just brought in Wentz. You might lose T.Y. Hilton. Still have Michael Pittman Jr., but let's take Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota. Get some help out there for Wentz. At 22, Titans were terrible at rushing the passer this year. Aziz Olajari, edge rusher from Georgia. At 23, Jets also need some help on the D-line. Jalen Phillips, edge rusher from Miami. That's two Miami edge rushers. Uh, Steelers need some O-line. Tackle, Samuel Cosme from Texas. Jaguars, protect your guy. You go value, protecting your number one pick, Trevor Lawrence. Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle, Alabama. Browns, may bring in J.J. Watt. How about you add your middle, your interior D-line? Christian Barmore, D-lineman from Alabama. You got Watt, Garrett, Barmore. 27, the Ravens take Alicia Vera Tucker, guard or interior lineman from USC. They need help on the interior for sure. 28 Saints. I heard they want to go receiver. They want to get more weapons for Jameis. So I go Terrace Marshall Jr., the wide receiver from LSU. At 29, I got the Packers going to get a receiver for Rodgers. Rondell Moore, wide receiver from Purdue. Bills go running back. Najee Harris from Alabama. Get some running game going. Help Allen out. 31 Chiefs go Zaven Collins, linebacker from Tulsa. He's phenomenal. Another guy that probably could go higher. And 32, Buccaneers, I think they're going to lose Shaq Barrett. They go Joseph Asai from Texas. So that is it for today's podcast. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back Tuesday. We're going to get the ball rolling Tuesday, Friday. Um, have obviously some fights we'll, be, we'll have gone through over the week. Um, you know, see if there's any more trades in the NFL, of course, NBA trades. So we'll get there. Thank you, guys. See ya.